For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 73! Woo! We Woo. did it! Woo! We made it. That's what we were waiting for, episode Shit. 73. The big one, the big 7-3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, this is a big one, man. We've got everybody on... Except for Zach, we got uh, we got a little replacement for him. Hey, how you doing tonight? Hey, how are you doing? Oh. I'm good, man. <laughs> Comes right back with a question. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, got it. That's. <laughs> I see. So, so what's your name, man? Yes, <laughs> my name's Snake. Nice. <laughs> my name's Snake. It's Snake. Oh. This is oh, Snake. Nice. My name's Snake. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so we got we got Snake on tonight. Snake. He's a, yes. It's a little snake. hint. He's a, a, a conversationalist. Right. Yeah. It's a little hint of what we watch. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And man, I'll tell you what, guys, we had a pretty long episode, so I don't think we should really screw around too much. All right. All right. Let's jump in. I agree. Yeah. Die, 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 die. (laughs) What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle L. Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. So we continue our movie month or oh the movie does month? this really need a sub movie month uh, and again we've got a movie which may or may not have a sub for a really long amount of time but i'm gonna guess it's probably a little longer than jackie chan's first strike but yes yeah. we can get into that later um snake yes what did we get to watch this week? <laughs> Good luck with that one. Deep Throat. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not, it's not oh, episode 69. That is not it. We watched no. Escape from L.A. We watched Escape from L.A. That's right. Use, use that one. Thanks for, thanks for joining us, Snake. <laughs> All right, we'll use that one. Yeah. And cut, edit, <laughs> Use that one. Perfect. Uh, yeah, so the 1996 John Carpenter film starring the one, the only, Kurt Russell with the flowing locks. Truly. Is it like a leather suit? I don't even know. Um, I think they like, invented that fabric for the movie. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's very form-fitting, um, but he has a lot of range of motion. 
True. Able to, able to do his Kurt Russell stuff. Uh, it also has Steve Buscemi in it. And uh, Is it Buscemi or is it Buscemi? Buscemi? Or Buscemi? Alex is the expert on this. I've always said Buscemi. Buscemi, right? Yeah, Steve there Buscemi. There you go. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I think everyone calls him Buscemi. But I think yeah, it's Buscemi. Well. Uh, wait, is this 98 or 96? My bad. 96. Okay. Yeah. And we have the one, the only. <laughs> Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell and from Jackie Brown, Pam Greer. She was great, but I will yeah. say that for the reviews. Really funny, really funny role. And yeah. uh, Jamie, your boy. The Keech. The Keech. Ah, Stacey Keach. Keach and the gang. Loved him. He was he was actually looking good in this <clears> one. He <throat> got that flowing ponytail and like a be- scraggly beard. Uh, and he was, yeah. he he knew what was up with Snake too. He wasn't going to take no guff from no Snake, Snake Plissken. Get out of no here. Way, man. Oh, hey, Snake. Yes. Is that it? Anyways. Yes. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is there so. anything? Yeah. And directed by John Carpenter. Is there anything else we need to know about the film itself before we jump into like recapping it? Was there uh, it is a oh, sequel a to the oh, movie. Sure, sure. Escape from New York. Did anyone else? Did anyone else watch it before watching this film? No, nope. I didn't, and not, I really wish I did. Uh, not before, but I'd seen it growing right. up. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. I watched it. I hadn't. I, I had thought I had seen it. I'm pretty sure I hadn't seen the whole thing because I did not recall the ending of the first one very well. <clears throat> but I remember the beginning super well, and then it's actually very jarring to watch both of them back to back. Um, and I'll kind of talk about that in, in reviewing it. And it, it actually part of the trivia as well as to why it oh. got kind of like middling reviews has something to do with the first movie kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start right into it, man. And I'll tell you what, I don't even think we can set this up as good as the movie did. They it's have true. a really great intro that just tells you exactly what's going on. In the late 20th century, hostile forces inside the United States grow strong. The city of Los Angeles is ravaged by crime and immorality. To protect and defend its citizens, the United States police force is formed. A presidential candidate predicts a millennium earthquake will destroy LA in divine retribution. Like the mighty fist of God, Armageddon will descend upon the city of Los Angeles, the city of Sin, the city of Gomorrah, the city of Sodom, and waters will arise and separate this sinful, sinful city from our country. And sure enough, uh, that really does happen. Yeah, it actually does happen. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, what, a 9.5 magnitude earthquake? Yeah, hits in August of 2000. Rocks the coast of California. Yep. Oh, yeah, it is. Two- what year was it in? In 2000. Because then it's, it's, I think it's an, an, yep. in an election or upcoming on an election year. Mm-hmm. So he ends up getting elected as a result of him kind of making this prediction and then it coming true. And he gets declared like president for life. Those are so- oh, yeah, they amend the Constitution. And then in a move that I don't even think we really needed, they're like, and the Capitol's been moved to Lynchburg, Virginia. We're right. Like, it's okay, whatever, you know, that happens. I think they're just uh, kind of illustrating now, that he's like a totalitarian. Yeah, he's super powerful. Yeah. He, he can do whatever he wants and everyone's kind of following him. And yeah, they turn LA into like a prison, more or less, a little bit different than New York and Escape from New York. In this case, it's it's more about like removing de- uh, undesirables from the country. So the idea is like, even if you're an American citizen, you can be deemed 
immoral and irredeemable, and then you get your citizenship revoked and you're deported to LA, and you have to that's where you live now, and you aren't allowed to leave. And this is all going down. Well, flash forward. Now it's all going down in 2013. So I remember this living through this. It was intense. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of crazy. Some of the stuff that's going on in this film and then having kind of the conversation that's occurring in America right now. And it just, it's just very, it's very strange <laughs> to have this whole thing about deportation and stuff. And that just being such a big part of the news. 2013, it was not the case that we talked so much about this. But now we talk a lot about yeah, it. Yeah. And then and then they were even like there's a giant wall that separates yeah. the US from LA. We're like, all right, cool. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Um, so then we flash forward. Sorry, no, we're in 2013 and something bad is going down at LA and they need to bring in a convict. The yeah. US government needs a convict who can get shit done. Yeah. So basically on the way back from somewhere, the president's daughter uh, hijacks Air Force Three, which she's flying on, and takes it along with a doomsday weapon that was on Air Force Three for some reason. Mm-hmm. A little confusing, but takes it and then set, sends out like a video being like, you know, F all of you, like America revolt now. My dad's like total- totalitarian garbage person. I'm taking this thing. I'm going to L.A., and, you know, you better, you know, rise up now or whatever. And she jumps into a little pod and uh, crashes the plane into L.A. and kind of exits on the pod and into L.A. Um, yep. And so they need someone to go after her. She's also apparently linked to this revolutionary named Cuervo Jones. Uh, who has a like lot a, like Che. Well, how do yeah, you say right. Che like Rivera. Yeah. And he's got kind of like a cult. He was like a Peruvian revolutionary and he's got like a cult kind of that follows him. And he runs a lot of stuff in LA uh, at that point. And so she's heading there to like join up with him. So they're really concerned that obviously he's going to get this like doomsday machine because he's kind of a crazy person who uh, will want to destroy uh, America. Dude, he is a little crazy. Uh, and then, but they bring yeah. in somebody just a little bit crazier and it is, who is it? My name's. Frank Yeager. Oh. <laughs> My name's Roy Campbell. What? My name's Snake. Nice. Oh! Snake. <laughs> this is Snake Deep Throat. <laughs> so they bring in the one and only Snake Deep Throat, uh, and he's looking good, man. He's got his hair flowing. He's got a sick eye patch and leather jacket. I, I mean- I think you're even underselling just how good he looked, considering Kurt Russell at this point was, I think, almost- or I think he was 50 or something. No, no, he, don't mind. Shit. he was almost 50. He was 40, like six or seven or something like that. Really? Yeah. At the point that this movie was made and he's looking Never trim. That. Apparently he wore the same costume he did in from the original, which was like 14 years before or something. Wore the same costume. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's looking toy. He's looking toy as a toy guy. Yeah, and um, so basically the government lets him know what's – because he's like, guys, why the fuck do you need me? He's like, I don't want to do this for you, and they kind of explain that shit went down. We sent in a five-man rescue team. Within a few hours of landing on the island, all but one of them was killed. I love a team. Skip the commentary, Pliskin. Snake. (laughs) Call me Snake. (laughs) Snake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. So he's uh, 
I don't know, man. He's got this credible personality throughout the entire movie. Yeah, no, it's actually, it's really, really, I think, better than the first one. The first one, I don't think he was as developed. And at this point, I think Kurt Russell had been thinking about Snake for like a decade at that point. And mm-hmm. he had really put his all into this. And and you can see how like he's totally out on the United States, completely cynical. He doesn't give a shit. He's clearly not going to help them. He doesn't want to help them. And that's not what he wants to do. So they, they had to trick him, which was kind of the same thing that happened in, in Escape from New York as well. And they trick him by, even on the way, before they even talk to him about it, they have someone come by and scratch him. And he's like, I'm not doing this. Get out of here. And they're like, well, you're already going to do it because you're dying right now. And he's like, what? And they're like, yeah. And then he remembers that someone scratched him. He's like, you got infected with a toxin. A neurotoxin. A neurotoxin called something. I'm actually forgetting exactly what it was called. Uh, Let me see. Snake, do you remember what it was called? No. Oh, Pluto, Pluto, Plutoxin 7 virus. The Plutoxin 7 oh, okay. virus. Plutoxin 7. And apparently uh, he's and got so, 10 hours now. 10 hours before he totally dies. And yeah. He's dead He just like goes up to heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. And so then basically he's just like, all right, man, well, time to rock and roll. Let's do this. And they start outfitting him with all kinds of gear. He's getting his badass guns. He's got some heat-resistant clothing, which he's going to wear, which semi-important later. I yeah. mean, we didn't. I wish it was more important, but it yeah. wasn't. And they keep on and dude, they when, keep on kind of anticipating they, him a little bit. Like he obviously has no desire to do any of this shit. So he keeps on like at, right before he leaves even, he's like, Are you the guys who's gonna like cure me of my of the disease? And they're like, No. And he like goes to shoot them, but it turns out they're a hologram. And no, he had blanks in the gun. Oh, that's right. That, that one was blanks in the gun. Previously, it was yeah. a hologram that he went and attacked yeah. them. And so they, they use a hologram and they have blanks in the gun. They kind of are always anticipating that he's a total, he doesn't give a shit about anyone and he'll just kill anyone he wants. And it's he's all about Snake and, you know, it's his way or the highway or whatever. But they have to keep on tricking him and making sure that he kind of like does the job that they want him to do. Dude, and did you notice when he was getting dressed, what's he have tattooed right across his stomach? Uh, a cobra. Yeah, talk about badass. Uh, but anyway, now they're like, we got to get you over to L.A. And you know what? The only way we can get you there, you know, Snake. What's the only way, man? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Damn it. I'm Snake. I'm a submarine. My name is Snake. Not so fast. <laughs> no, sorry. Yes. Sorry, Slow Snake. Slow your roll, Jamie. Don't step on Snake's toes, man. I can't believe it. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, so anyways, he has a little mini submarine. No it almost looks like a cigar boat. Like it's like a super fast mini sub. And he climbs on in there. And even while he's shimming in there, his like snake his uh, snake pants kind of like shimmy on down and his dick falls out. But he doesn't really care because he's in the submarine. He's the captain now. And like, don't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're and it is controlled with a joystick, isn't it? And we're enjoying it as well, so we don't mind. And he's also got a cobra tattooed on his dick. <laughs> oh wow! Should I keep going? Nope. Nope. Okay. You got time. You okay. got time. All right. And so, anyways, he's like super jazzed to get going in the submarine. They're like, "Take it easy." And he's like, <laughs> "Have you met me? Do you know my name? It's Snake." And they he off he goes and he shoots off and he just puts it. He redlines it like basically immediately. They're like, you're going to blow the engine. You're going to destroy your submarine. And he's like, I don't care. My name's Snake. And he goes like a million miles per hour, gets to LA, jumps onto the like a pier, gets out of the submarine. Dude, well, yeah, the submarine launches out of the water. Yeah. 
like just shoots right oh, up. And we should talk, kind of talk about how the fact that like this is 1996 and they have a bunch of CGI as he's like zooming around in the submarine that is not good. I mean, we're one year away from Titanic. It's the same year as Titanic was released, 1996, and it ain't good. It came out in seven. Oh, is that right? Yep. Really? It's that close? I looked it up because I thought it was 96, too. It was 97. 97. All right, well. Well, wow. pie in my face. But anyways, they he, he the CGI is awful. There's like a shark at one point, and you're like, gross. That was didn't look good. Why'd you do that? He, they're zooming around all kinds of like LA like landmarks, and you're like, this all looks stupid. Street and then, signs yeah. and crumbled highways, everything. And the submarine shoots out of the water, lands on the pier. He immediately gets out, and then he's like, like a total dope. He's like sitting there as the submarine then just starts to fall off the pier and then just falls into the ocean. And he's like, well, fuck that. I guess I don't need that anymore. So the first thing we, we see from Snake in this new uh, sequel is him totally botching and like screwing up his submarine. Yep. Seems like kind of like an idiot. <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, so he walks onto the beach and who's there? Dude, he is immediately confronted. Uh, there's guys swimming up on surfboards behind him and then a dude with a gun. They're like, what are you doing on our beach? He's like, don't worry about it. Just passing through and then just easily walks away. Yeah. And then one, one of the surfers kind of catches up to him and it's played by Peter Fonda. And I couldn't believe this. He was not good. He, he his acting was awful as like this really old, weird uh, surfer, surfer guy. guy. I didn't dude, get and it. He's also a really big fan of Snake. Yeah. What do you want? Nothing, dude. I just realized who you are. That's all. That's all. Come on, man. I'm not looking for trouble. You know, I used to see you a lot when I surfed the birds. See you on the police channel. You're pretty far out, Snake. I mean, cool. But I kind of thought you'd be <laughs> bad. taller. Which way to the Hollywood Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Such terrible I dialogue. Know, I, cannot, I can't just can't believe it. It's Peter Fonda, who is like actually a well-respected, prominent actor. And he it's just like awful. And it probably is partially the dialogue. It's just bad. But yeesh. And then they really tried to shoehorn out, man. Yeah, they tried I mean, to shoehorn cool. in the the joke of him. You know, it's the same thing of like, I thought you died in Cleveland. This time, it's I thought you'd be taller, and that kind of comes up like a million times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was I don't bad. Know. I it was Anyways, funny too. How he just kind of Snake away. doesn't even give a shit. He's like, which no. way to the Hollywood Bowl? I actually like, kind of that, that's one thing I did kind of like about it, which is that he kind of they kind of portray L.A. in a way where Everyone's just kind of living and yeah, there's gangs and stuff like that. But he just like kind of walks through a bunch of different spots of kind of being like ignoring people and just being like, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. And no one really cares. Like, yeah. So he immediately finds his way into like red light district and there's whores all up and down the street. Whores. Whores. <laughs> yeah. Whores. And he uh, goes into a bar, and there's a guy playing Throw the Knife in the Corpse, that classic bar game. Oh, that's right. Play. And he was supposed to uh, <laughs> he was supposed to meet up with that guy. It's like his contact from the the, yeah. keech, the keech has given him a contact. And that guy's dead totally. And so he Snake decides- doesn't want to play. No. He's like, fuck that. I'm not playing. And this guy gets mad and can tries to confront him in the alley as Snake's walking away. But Snake is like cool as hell and just- doesn't I don't, does he even look? I can't. He doesn't even look and just shoots the guy. And yeah, drops blows him, him right away. there in the street. 
he's kind of head, he's heading to try to find Cuervo Jones and, uh, you know, as his like main target or whatever. And he's kind of pointed in a general direction by one of the whores who tells him like, oh, oh, someone I know is also looking for him and went that way. And he's like, okay. And he heads off that way. Um, at this point, he kind of, does this where he meets? No, Eddie, Eddie of the stars or whatever. He, they not meet him yet, later. not yeah, yet. Yeah. So then he, he sees, sees, he sees Cuervo in a parade. Right. So it's a big parade. And he's got this like motorcycle gang riding behind him. Right. And so Snake, and I actually did like this portion quite a bit where Snake, it's more or less Western kind of with horses. He like knocks someone off of a motorcycle and he starts like jumping from car to car and beating people up. And there's kind of a big shootout and he gets on a motorcycle. He's zooming around on that and, and tr- knocking people around. And eventually uh, Cuervo Jones takes matters into his own hands and kind of shoots him or and knocks him off the bike or whatever. And so yeah, he's and left behind he's- and Cuervo Jones like take care of that business over there. Dude, and he is surrounded by like five guys, and they all got guns drawn on him. And he doesn't. Well, he has. He was just knocked this, off the this bike. This part was. Yeah, this part was stupid. This is when he just like convinces them to well, do. It's like a western. I think. I think it was Dude, weird yeah. too because I didn't. We got it, man. We got the clip. Okay, good. We got it, man. This is how. This is how you get around five guys confronting you with guns. Give you assholes a chance. What do you say say we play a little Bangkok rules? It's too quiet. how you do it man you, you get, get it you get confronted by five guys and you're like hold on i'm gonna give you guys a chance right they're like oh shit something this guy's tough and they do bangkok they just rules. go along yeah. with it and they get totally shut up and he just walks away at that point and he's trying to find at this point he still has to find cuervo and kind of figure out uh where utopia might be the president's daughter and so he's walking along this is where we first meet steve buscemi buscemi and he's playing kind of like the Hollywood stars guy, like who still exists in LA at this point, who's trying to sell like a tour of LA and where famous people are. And, uh, but again, Snake has like no interest in talking to the guy really at all. No, he doesn't. Yeah. And, uh, so he just kind of, he kind of gets dropped off in an area. And now we see these ambulances, quote unquote ambulances. Right. that kind of look like the uh, Ecto One, and they roll out and they start kidnapping people. And Snake's back there with uh, what the heck's her name? Oh, I don't even remember this this lady's name. Yeah, but he's anyway. He's hiding in the bushes, and she's like, "Don't go oh, out there." I got it. I got it. Naomi. Is that the name? <laughs> her name is Naomi. Meryl. Oh, Meryl. Okay, good. Meryl Streep. 
Oh, Mei Ling. I can't think of a famous person named Mei Ling. Oh, Meryl Streep. Oh. Well, now I'm confused. Was it Meryl Streep? It's Meryl Mei Ling. Snake. Meryl Mei Ling Snake. Yes. Nice. Okay. Got (laughs) Good. And so anyways, uh, the people in the ambulances, what they're actually doing is kidnapping people and taking them to this the uh, the general. general surgeon of Benrel of Beverly Hills, where he is performing plastic surgeries on all these people who've had so many plastic surgeries and they need fresh body parts to to stay looking fresh. It's pretty crazy. They, this is probably like the most insane part in the film, I dude. This think. God. Okay, so like I knew Bruce Campbell was in the movie, but I didn't know at all how he was going to be in the movie. So this was ridiculous. He looked insane, man. But he probably didn't need any makeup for that chin, though, you know? His chin is so, like, prominent. <laughs> it's, it's his moneymaker. Yeah, no, um, I, I don't know. Like, I, there's, a, there's some parts of this where I felt like it didn't really make a huge amount of sense with what LA, how LA functions at this point. Like, why are there still a bunch of people who are obsessed with uh, plastic surgery when it's become just like a deportation prison. Uh, that but seems kind of crazy. But that's what I mean. Like it's a little on the nose, like satirical at that point. But like mm-hmm. I still enjoyed the way it looked and Bruce Campbell and how ridiculous it all was. Like that seemed – that was actually fine to me. But it does seem like they – it doesn't seem to make sense that they turn LA into like a deportation prison and it would just stay being LA basically exactly the same except like cartoon. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, anyway, so him and uh, Taz Lima is her name, uh, or uh, Meryl Mei Ling, uh, they end up getting out of this situation through crazy turn of events. Well, uh, just snake, snake has snake like a blow snake. dart. Yeah, exactly. Blow dart in his mouth and just like gets the uh, Surgeon General with it, which is pretty cool. And they escape, and then she's like, oh, by the way, <sighs> Uh, my boyfriend and I broke up today, so <laughs> if you want. Uh, right, yeah. So she kind of totally is like, I'm ready to bone. And I'm like, whoa, are we going to see some pool, full penetration action right now? And the answer was yes, we did. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I've never heard you so excited. Oh, great. <laughs> so anyways, what really happens, sorry, I was lying, is that... Uh, a gang comes by and just like completely kills her in like a second. The Korean dragons, man. Right. Yeah. She's even in the middle of a speech of kind of being like, this is freedom. Like out there is not freedom. Like in and here this place is, actually is actually freedom. pretty good. And then right. takes a bullet. Right. And gets killed. And then Map to the Stars Eddie comes and picks up Snake. He's like, dude, I'm saving your ass. He's like, I'm going to take you he over just to Square rolls up. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Not like perfectly clean convertible right i know it's so good and <laughs> he doesn't really care about the firefight at all he's like eh, no. whatever uh and then he ends up drugging snake because uh-oh eddie works for cuervo right and then we get probably one of the greatest scenes uh actually there's a lot of great scenes in this movie but uh one of the most insane oh yeah things that like it's right up there with taking, the cat one. I almost did for my uh for my connection of like casting what ifs. I almost got like best worst basketball scenes in history to go with this one because this oh, was pretty good, pretty nuts. What, what's your favorite basketball scene in cinematic history? It's just got to be Space Jam. The whole oh, movie. Oh, okay. Well, that's a that's yeah. a pretty straightforward one. Anyone else got any ones? 
I was going to say Space Jam. Interesting. What about Catwoman? Anyone see that one? With Halle Berry? Oh, yeah. There's a big basketball scene in that one, and it is hilarious. <laughs> and, and then Polly's Ma- going to be mine. Oh, that's a great one. That's actually is really funny. What about uh, Big Mama's House? Big Mama totally dunks. Missed that one, too. <sighs> that was pretty good, too. Oh, what about Juana so Man? Oh. What, about the whole, what about the whole movie, Juana Man? What about White what about Man Can't semi-pro? Jump? Semi-Pro. Guys, are we going to have what a is- basketball season? What about, like sixth, season, what about yeah. Sixth Man? Yeah. <laughs> you remember that one, Sixth Man, where it was like angels in the outfield, but with like basketball? Mm, remember Basketball? Carter. Basketball, that's a good one. Wow, there is a lot of basketball movies. Maybe we should have a season, <laughs> what is that, season 10 basketball? Uh, season two. Ah, season We're two. Wow. Extreme excursion back, just going right to basketball. Maybe movies. we should just do all sports, not just extreme I sports. I thought season two was skateboards. Well, it's just extreme sports, right? which would include yeah. this movie, and we'll get to some of the extreme sports we dive. I mean, we've already seen some surfing, but we're going to see more surfing, and we're going to see some other extreme sports going on. Yes, we will. But anyways, he is taken to the one of the coliseums in L.A., I want to say, probably the L.A. Coliseum, the Coliseum or maybe yes. the Hollywood Bowl. No, it is and, the Coliseum. Oh, okay. And people are literally fighting to the death, and he has walked out to a basketball court where we see a guy only score six points, and he gets gunned down. Yeah. Can and I just, then, I'm just going to interject real quick. The Wikipedia yeah. page that goes through the synopsis of Escape from L.A. has no mention of the basketball game. <laughs> That's a travesty. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's insulting. <laughs> if you enjoyed this movie, it's probably something you want to forget from it because this was not great. You should probably go on to Wikipedia <laughs> and edit it now. Why were they playing scene? basketball, though, at the, Col- at the Los Angeles Coliseum? That's where <laughs> USC plays football. Like, why would you be playing basketball? Yeah, should, they should have been at the Staples Center. That would have been- yeah, that would have been, been very recognizable and way more sensible. It's right. probably because they were able to shoot there, right? They didn't even play at the Staples Center back then, did they? No, probably it may not. not have, it may, may not be of may not have been called the Staples Center. It, yeah, I mean, no. it may not have existed. <laughs> Are no, we they, close? That's a good the, question. I, they played it someplace else. Guarantee you. Okay. I'll Works find like it. We're gonna I'll let you know. Karma. It's just an excuse for giving up, if you ask me. <laughs> Anyways, basketball, and the point <laughs> is, is that you have what is it like twenty seconds or thirty seconds to score either side of the court. You have to go back and forth between the baskets. It was 10-second shot clock. Oh, 10 seconds. Yeah, that's right. 10 seconds. That would make sense. So 10 seconds between each of the baskets to score. And if you don't get a perfect 10, then you get gunned down. And it's the idea is you get too tired. If you miss, and then you get you gunned miss. down? Yeah. Or if you don't get the ball off before the shot clock, right. you get gunned down? And no one's ever done it, which seems insane. Obviously, someone would have done this before. That seems uh, stupid. There's, there's no well, way ten the ten points wouldn't have happened at some point. I also like the that entire were, like, scene was completely irrelevant because yeah. he went to shoot him anyways. <laughs> like it just didn't matter. Right. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> they also they also say True. like the three pointer. Talk about something that makes like is like super relevant now. Like and three pointers are like terrible. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> yeah, that's such a mid '90s way to like think about it. Like, yeah, fuck the three point line. Am I right? And everyone now is like, "What?" It's like that's what basketball is all about now. Yeah, but yeah. anyways, um, Kurt Russell, aka Snake, is running all up and down this court, dude, shooting layups. But then as time's going on, he's getting a little tired, and he has to start taking some longer shots. So he's out. 
past the three. He does like a half, yeah, just like a nice half court one with a very, really good form. And then yeah. at the very end, super slow motion, slow it down. Cook, three seconds, two seconds. He's looking at it. He's looking at it for a full second. He's like, oh, shit. And then turns, heaves the ball, full court. That was Kurt Russell, by the way. That's in the trivia. Is like he did all of the shots himself. So that full court shot throws it, swish. And everyone's cheering. Don't try to be a hero or anything. Snake, 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 snake. And Cuervo's like, fuck this. I'm going to take him out. Yeah, he tries to, but Snake, like, is like, holy shit, that guy's going to kill me. And he just, like, scales his fence like it ain't no thing. And. Runs so the out only, yeah, the so the only way lot. I'd say that it wasn't irrelevant, because you say, as you say, like Cuervo was going to shoot him anyways, is A, everyone else didn't shoot him and they let him get away because they didn't, they, they were all behind him now. They were like, uh, oh, he deserves to live. Now he's a hero. He's the greatest basketball player of all time. Right. Snake Pliskin. They, ra- they actually raised his uh, snakeskin jacket up to the rafters at Staples Center. They <laughs> should. They should do that. You know what? that number. You know what? They should do that. Anyways, what? Uh, so what happens next? He runs away. He causes a diversion. He blows up a car. That's right. Um, and like all kinds oh, of shit yeah, is yeah, going yeah. down. Um, and all then, of a sudden, yeah, he, and there's like he a punches big... the shit out of Cuervo. Right. Takes the black box. He hops into the sewer and is going to get away. And Eddie's like, oh my gosh, I got to avenge my buddy Cuervo because I want him to be best friends with me. And uh, Utopia, who's the president's daughter, she follows Snake because she's like, this guy is pretty crazy. I kind of want to go back to the U.S. <laughs> uh, but yep. <laughs> Buscemi, or sorry, Eddie, follows him down there and he's like, yeah, gotcha. And he shoots Snake like a In the dick, leg. Yep. Right in the leg, man. And Snake falls into some kind of sewer waterfall. He loses the box. Away. Yeah. He loses the black box. Gets swept away. Eddie's super excited. He grabs the box. He goes back up and is like, Cuervo, I got it. I shot him. He's totally dead. Utopia's back. She was getting kidnapped. And she's like, yeah, I was getting kidnapped. And then Cuervo's like, are you sure he's dead? And Eddie's like, yeah, I shot him. Don't worry about it. It's like, dude, there was just a big earthquake and it totally collapsed the sewer. So he's totes dead. Don't worry about it. And he's like, yeah, anyways, even if he's not dead, he would have been swept out down to like this area of the ocean or whatever. And he's like, well, if you know so well where he was swept down to, how about you go check it out? And Eddie's like, fuck, fine, I will. And jumps in his car and zooms away. Meanwhile, Snake, not dead, obviously. We knew that. Get out of here. He's sitting there. He's been washed up. And lo and behold, who's there? His surfer buddy. He's like, bro, time to catch a wave. There was this like earthquake. The, this is the absolute most ridiculous scene. It's time to get tubular, guys. <laughs> like Agreed anybody could have expected. All right. So anyway, he's like, I got a second. Ridiculous scenes in this movie. Well, first of all, it's crazy because the surfer is like, I got a second board here, but also his car is just—he's letting his car just get swept away, which seems nuts. I love that. So anyways, he gets a second surfer. He's like, surfs up. Time to get tubular. Hang ten. What's other? What are are some other surfing terms? Cowabunga. Cowabunga. Rad. just think of the, think of all the rocket power I used to watch. Woogity, 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 Dropping woogity, 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 slip on, slip off. Um, you know, slippity slap, high fives, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right, all those things. Swiggity swooty, I'm coming for that booty. Right, exactly. That's what um, they always used to say in rocket power, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Fifty points across the board. 
um, no go zone, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And so they hop on the boards. Snake. <laughs> All right. So you first you're saying, wait, this is an extreme sports month uh, or uh, season. Snake's going to get swept off the board because he doesn't know how extreme sports. Wrong. Snake knows extreme sports. He's a world-class surfer and he starts surfing like a mofo and he's surfing along. <laughs> it looks like trash. I'm not going to lie. And he's surfing on this giant wave and looks over and there is Steve Buscemi in his little Corvette or whatever, Eddie, looks over and is like, oh my God. And I was like, this is the dumbest looking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Isn't it? Because it's crazy. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> They just make eye contact. Yeah, they're just like sitting there, and they're like, <laughs> I, "Imagine in my mind, they're like talking while he's doing it." Just like so stupid. And then I think that's maybe the point, though. I feel like that's the point is that it's kind of dumb because later it gets even dumber. But anyways, he, he jumps. Crazy, man. He jumps off of the board and onto the Corvette, and then gets into Eddie's car. Well, after he like fist bumps the guy, the other surfer, right? Like right, they yeah. fist bump, and he just hops off, like <laughs> our, with the with his leg being shot mm-hmm. during all this. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's snake. Come again, on. again. By the way, not mentioned on the Wikipedia page. This scene, nah, nothing. Get the fuck out of here, dude. This not scene there. is important. It's very important. We have not only do we have extreme basketball playing, I'd call that an extreme sport. Then we got extreme sports surfing, neither mentioned. Absolutely ridiculous, man. I don't like it. And so anyways, he talks to Eddie and he kind of convinces Eddie that it's, he's got to do something or. He's got to go visit his old, or no, he's got to visit Hershey. He tells him, he like convinces him to like get on his side or whatever. And he's like, okay, I'll take you to. You know Hershey. I'll take you to well, this, the other the person shit I know. Out of Eddie. Oh, that's right. So, so he, that's how he convinced him with his fists. Yeah, and Eddie's like, "Okay, I'll it. take I'll take you to the other person, the other big like leader in town." And it turns out to be Hershey, who is actually someone that Snake knows. Um, Ish. And it, it, well, I mean, yes, not in the persona that this person now uh, identifies as, but like. They it basically it was, it was a former colleague of his in crime, uh, which he did something that they they were part of the Cleveland, you know, whatever did something in Cleveland, and was left behind. So they kind of had like uh, an issue before uh, revolving around this criminal activity in Cleveland. Now this person was previously male, and now identifying as female, and played by Pam Greer, right? And they did a yes. lowering of her voice, and it was I actually thought that was great. I thought I thought she was oh, great. It was super funny. Yeah, it was real good, and I actually did like this portion quite a bit. Um, and because he kept on trying to call her by like the former name or whatever, and she's like, "Get out of here! Like, uh, this is who I am now. This is this is where I am. I I rule this place. Like, fuck off!" And she's trying to he's trying to convince her to go and help him take out Cuervo, and she keeps on getting convinced. She's like, "We can't do that." And then Snake will say something, and she's like, "Oh, actually, yes, good." And then yeah. finally, eventually, she's like, well, what do we got to do? And he's like, I'm going to die in an hour. So all this has to be accomplished in an hour. And they turn to Eddie, who knows the town. And Eddie's like, no way. Like, you got two and a half hours on the five at the least, given the condition that the streets are in. Very LA thing about like timing of getting from one place to another. But Except- they also say, they also let him know that the neurotoxin he's been injected with, that's just 
It's fake. Eddie used to even be a salesman for this stuff. It's like fake flu medicine or or, not, or something. They let yeah, him something with the flu. Like a, so they already knew it was fake. They tell him right here, which he is why them, I didn't right? understand. Yeah, he, apparently he doesn't. He's like, that's not good enough. Oh, oh, you know what? Yeah, because they they uh, they kind of say like how it's a part part of a bunch of hoaxes. Like it's not real, right? But right. I think the idea is like. They're kind of shitting on the government, but they mention something that's clearly real, that Snake knows is real about the government, and then the toxin as well. So he's just like thinking, oh, these bozos think all this stuff is fake, and the government's like a bunch of idiots, but in reality, it's all real, and I've been infected with this real toxin. I think that's kind of mm-hmm. the idea. So anyways, nice, now yeah. on to another extreme sport. Yeah, so anyways, one guy, like a guy who's sitting there is like, but what about death from above? And they get an idea, and that idea <laughs> involves- What's the extreme sport? Hang gliding. Yes. Uh, in one of, I don't know how many times, I guess, I guess you'd say, what, what was the oh, the other hang, big hang gliding movie? Harold and Kumar uh, go to yeah. White Castle. That oh, was a big hang gliding one. Yeah. Oh, that was Escape from Guantanamo Bay, right? They're hang no, gliding no, 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 from no, the- No, no, that was the first one. They were hang gliding from the, uh, uh, in Guantanamo Bay, I think they parachuted. In the first oh, one, okay. they hang glide from like the cliff down to the White Castle at the end. Dude, not enough hang gliding movies. I know, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other ones I can, that come to mind. I'm sure it's a tag like you can search. Oh, well, I was going to say Fifty Shades of Grey, but I believe that's a glider. I believe that's a glider. Damn. Yeah. I, I can't think of any hang gliding movies. Yeah. I can't either. Well, we can find them. I'm going to find more of them. <laughs> 55 movies on IMDb. Star Wars. With episode episode uh, six, Return of the Jedi. They do, yeah, they do have hang gliders oh, in that with Ewoks. Ewoks. Yeah. Oh, good call. Oh. They, yeah, they hang glide around. They throw in like rocks at people. Apparently, Wedding Crashers. Don't remember that. I don't remember that one either. Moonraker. Uh, oh, that, that's definitely possible for sure. Rio. Escape from LA. Number six on the list. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll let you guys take it from there. Oh, another e- yeah. Ewoks, the Battle of Endor. So, yeah, the Ewoks definitely. Battle of Endor is a great movie. I used to watch that all the time as a kid. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, you're TV right, man. Movie. They got Harold and Kumar on here, too. They got it. Anyway, so they get ready. They <laughs> hang glad away. It looks real dumb. And then oh, that's not even come before. On. So they head down to what's supposed to be like uh, Disney or U- Universal Studios or something. But they weren't allowed to use that name. So it was funny because they were going there and like, are they seriously at that spot? And they, they were looking. I was like, I have no idea what this is supposed to be. Because they had used real places the whole time. It was like Beverly Hills and the Coliseum and going down to whatever and all these different spots. They're all real. Except in the end, they have to use like a fake place because the place said, no, you can't use the actual name. Lame. Yeah. So anyways, they fly in. Then from here, they start an attack on Cuervo. Cuervo's about to do the attack on the United States. So the whole plan is that he's got this doomsday advice d- device. He knows the world code as well if things go to shit. That's 666. That'll black out the entire world and basically send everyone back to the Stone Age. But he also knows the code to just shut down the United States. And the idea is that they actually have invading forces from Cuba and wherever. And they're going to invade Miami and uh, take over the United States. And he's going to be – he's kind of going to rule. So he's going to shut down the United States if they don't just like give up now. And they decide not to, but in comes 
snake on his hang glider with everyone else. And they're basically just like riding around on these hang gliders. It's actually kind of just funny. They're almost in like riding around in circles above, above everyone where it looked like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like it actually looked like they were just on strings, like riding around, which is the case. It was <laughs> yeah, actually it the reminded case. me of like a shitty dinosaur movie or something where like pterodactyls are attacking people and they're just hanging from strings. Right. Or it would be like oh. if you were if you were at like the Disney World and you were at the Indiana Jones like ride and you saw people like right. Obviously they were going way too slow to actually be gliding around. They were just like continually gliding even though there's no way they would have been able to stay afloat. And they were dropping bombs and doing all kinds of stuff from there. And everyone was shooting at them at the same time and weren't hitting them ever. Or their hang- or their giant hang glider that they were using. And, dude, they are like one-handed hanging onto the hang glider and shooting guns at the other. It was right. pretty, pretty kick-ass, guys. Yeah. So anyways, they jump off. They start beating up a whole bunch of people, uh, trying to take out Cuervo. Um even at this point also, there's like a, a helicopter has uh, arrived and that was part of like the demands, Cuervo's demands is like to get a helicopter. And so they've taken over, they've, they have this helicopter. They beat Snake and all his allies, beat everyone back. They're able to get into the helicopter and take off. And he needs to get, he needs to get back fast because he's about to die according to his wristwatch that tells him like he's got like a minute or whatever. They keep on shooting. They're flying away. Cuervo, who's basically at his last you know, wit's end or whatever, he pulls out a rocket launcher and shoots at the uh, helicopter. Right? It's second movie in but, a row we've seen an RPG shot right at a helicopter. But there's that little scene there, right? Like where he lifts up the rocket launcher. Steve shoots him. He kneels over. It cuts to Steve's face. He like smirks, cuts back to him. And he smirks and lifts up the rocket and then launches it, right? Right. It was like, and Steve cut, is cut, on cut. the helicopter. Right. <laughs> Stupid. And then he jumps he jumps off. The the RPG hits the helicopter, killing everyone in the back, but not disabling the helicopter. So Buscemi falls to the ground. Everyone's killed in the back. The only people alive now are Snake and Utopia. They're barely able to get the helicopter out of there. And they fly back out of LA. And he starts to have a plan. He's like, basically like, your dad wanted me to kill you, Utopia. Like that was, the aim was to get this black box, but also to kill you because you're a traitor. So I'm going to kick you out of here. You jump out of the helicopter and run into the woods. And I'll just say that you died in the blast. And she's like, okay. And you see him secretly put a device, one a, a device into her uh, pocket. And then she jumps out. She runs into the woods. And then the helicopter crashes. All of the army and the president arrive. And he, Snake, is basically like, what is he, nowhere to be seen? But they, they like kind of catch up to him, right? And they find him. And they're like, yo, Snake, do you, you need to get like cured or whatever. And, and Snake's like, yeah, I, got, I need to get cured. And they're like, oh, no, it's all fake. Don't worry about it. And he's like, what the hell, bro? Like, yeah, it's just, then, it's just a flu. Don't, it's like not real. It's just a flu and it's nothing else. And then at this time, um, this reminded me of Ace Ventura when uh, they immediately find the daughter. It's like that guy that in nature calls. He's like, hey, Ace, they found me. No sweat. <laughs> Don't beat yourself up. Uh, so they pull her out immediately and um, like 
And they they're trying you know, to be like, all smart again. Got like, the, the keech the keech is like, we know you you just wanted us to think that like you had this device, but like fuck you. Obviously, you didn't account for us catching the girl, and we're going to take that device. And so, a screw a you. And they give also, the device. Also, during this time, out of nowhere, like Cuba is mobilizing a bunch of like missiles or something. This, I mean, really came out at left field, and are about to get to the right. So this seaboard, is the, the, right? the, the invading force. So it was supposed to be that Cuervo would use the device to disable. Uh, the U.S. and allow this invading force to get in, but because they had stopped it, now the invading force will kind of meet the uh, the full might of the United States. So presumably, will be the rev- the revolution will be quelled. Uh, but they're also one. I mean, I, the president wants to take this force totally out and destroy the countries as well. So he takes this device and he's like, basically, he's he's going live to the American people and is like. I'm going to take out these mofos and he types in the code for Cuba and stuff and out pops instead of, uh, you know, destroying those places or doing, you know, destroying all the electronics in those places. Uh, we just hear Eddie talking about all the things you can see in LA. Oh, yep. looks like snake tricked them again. Yeah, he did. And then, dude, the Keech is over there talking to him. They have a little good conversation. He's like, you're becoming quite predictable, my friend. She didn't know that she had that remote unit in her pocket now, did she? I was wondering what kind of lame switch you tried to pull this time, Plitzkin. You know, you're becoming very predictable. Yeah, I guess so. You gotta smoke. The United States is the no-smoking nation. No smoking, no drinking, no drugs, no women. Unless, of course, you're married. No guns, no foul language, no red meat. Land of the free. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. And so anyways, he's he's there like, Snake, give us the control. Like you, and he's like, he's about to type in 666, which is going to destroy all of the United States. And they're like, fire. And they sh- shoot him. And they just like shoot him a million times. But oh, looks like something's come back around. Because guess what he is? He's a hologram. Oh. Yeah, so you guys didn't jump in. He was a hologram. No. Yeah, he's a hologram. No, you, and so, for snake you, to you jump fooled in. me again. I got me with the twist there. Yeah. So he's a hologram. He's out somewhere else. He's got the remote, and they're like begging him now. They're like, "Please do not do this. Think about what you're doing. If you do this." the entire world and the United States and freedom will be gone. And Snake, being Snake, is like, fuck that. And puts in 666, shuts down all of the electronics in the world. Yeah, man. And that's it. That's the movie. Yeah, and then he he lights a cigarette, blows smoke out, looks directly in the camera and goes, welcome to the human race. Snake. The end. My name's snake <laughs> well that recap took forever i really yep. didn't i, I actually forget episode. it's been so long it's been so long since it buzzed to tell us that we uh we were going over wow am, jesus christ okay uh should yeah, we get into no, ratings it took way too long yeah we need to get into some ratings all right i'll go first i thought this movie was uh 
pretty silly and a complete rehash of the first movie. It's very jarring to watch Escape from New York and then Escape from LA back to back because they are the same movie. Every beat, every single thing is exactly the same. The only time that they kind of play with that idea is with uh, when in the end, they, they kind of telling about, oh, you're being so predictable because they're kind of uh, they're making a little bit of joke about how it's just a repeat of the exact events of that first movie. So they kind of know yeah. what Snake's going to do, but then Snake keeps on twisting it around a little bit to kind of change it around a little bit. Even to the point where that first thing of like hijacking Air Force Three and then doing the pod and launching it into LA, that's exactly what happens in the first one. There's a hijack of Air Force One and the president jumps in his pod and launches into New York City. It's just exactly the same really? movie in the end. Yeah. No, every every single thing. The car that has a disco ball in the back, in the first one, it's a car with like lamp uh, chandeliers in the front. And it's the oh, Duke, okay. but then it's Cuervo. And it, it, everything is and, – and you have Eddie in this one, but you have the cabbie in the first one. And you have a girl that he meets who immediately gets killed by the crazies. And in this one, a girl that he meets who immediately gets crazy, killed by the gang. And so, uh, yeah, it's all it all basically lines up exactly the same, other than there's no surfing and no hang gliding in the first one. Is there a basketball scene in number one? Not a basketball scene, nope. And instead of a submarine, it's a glider. Oh, but there is, there is a – there's a wrestling scene instead of the basketball scene. So there's basically this exact same thing. There's a coliseum. They capture Snake and he has to go against in like a wrestling ring a giant man and he's able to beat him. And everyone's like, Snake, no Snake, 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 Snake. <laughs> yeah, no, it's exactly the same movie. So that's the only thing. <laughs> really? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And that, that makes me kind of – it's a reason why it got kind of middling reviews Besides the fact that I, I don't know, they they went much more towards it being a little bit of a comedy this time. In the first one, it's not very, it's not a comedy all that much, but this one I went way more towards that. I'm not sure mm-hmm. I necessarily liked it for that. Mm-hmm. I do think it's a fun movie. I think it's there's interesting things going on. I think the thing that it says about kind of like um, a reaction of someone like this, like the nihilistic uh, attitude towards a autocratic society or whatever i think those are some interesting things um that are being said and the ending is very interesting but i still i don't think i can go much more beyond kind of halfway just because it's so silly and kind of bad and a lot of bad stuff in it and just a rehashing of the first film so i'm going to come in and it might be high because i think you guys might come in a lower i'm going to come in at a five okay all right yeah All right, I'll Let's jump in. I'll keep it going. Uh, uh, Jamie, you and I are on the same wavelength here. Um, it didn't. Uh, this, this, uh, this didn't take itself too seriously. It was ridiculous, over the top, um, and so just crazy uh, <laughs> uh, that it was that it was enjoyable at times. I didn't. I've not seen Escape from New York. I did see Escape from L.A. It was something that I, I was telling the guys before we got on the podcast. In high school, I had friends who loved Snake Plissken and the Escape movies, and we always would talk about uh, "We Thought You Died in Cleveland" because that was the, the, what they kept bringing up like four or five different times in this movie, um, alluding to that there was an escape from Cleveland basically out there, and just kind of reinforcing. I, it was kind of I think it was like them being tongue in cheek here, like this is what Snake Plissken does; it's always the same thing always gets away by the skin of his teeth and he's going to do it again. Um, so bad uh, and and silly that it was enjoyable and, and charming and in some ways <laughs> um, couldn't believe that this was made in 96. It looked 
hella old, looked like it was from the 80s. I, <laughs> I was positive it was an 80s movie. Um, looked ridiculous. Loved the uh, Bruce Campbell scene. Um, it was, I thought it was pretty creative. Uh, it didn't make much much sense, um, <laughs> I think, as Jamie alluded to in the recap. But uh was creative. Got to see Huang from Always Sunny in there. A uh, guy that we thought we saw when we saw Peter Lorre uh, in Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. Well, he actually was in a submarine movie. He was in Escape from L.A. as uh, the Igor-type character. Um, I'm going to be in the middle of the road, too. I was planning before Jamie even gave his rating. I was going to give it a five as well. Put me down for five. All right. Who wants to go next? Oh. It's Snake. yeah i'm gonna jump in um so i'm kind of in line with you guys it it definitely didn't take itself too seriously uh i i like the first one maybe just because it's more nostalgia now i saw when i was a kid i just thought you know snake plissken kurt russell looked like a badass and they really kept you know the same look of him but just some of the stuff was just just so over the top. The basketball scene, I was just sitting there like, what the hell am I even watching right now? <laughs> um, and then the hang gliders. I mean, at that point, I just was just on for the ride. Um, I like just the familiar faces, though. You know, I like that. I like that that Steve Buscemi was in it. That was good. Um, who was the uh, surfer guy, Jamie? What, Peter Fonda. What's his name? Peter Fonda. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even though he was absolutely terrible, <laughs> just added to it um but for the sake of time i'll just run this in at a four four a four okay alex you want to go yeah um i had never watched the first movie and i'd never even heard of this one until we watched it uh i did not like it at all i found myself getting bored through it watching other stuff whether it be youtube or uh, just browsing through social media sites the entire time uh dialogue was terrible um, you know, they definitely had a lot of production value in it, though I could tell, and that kind of saved them a little bit from possibly me giving the lowest score of a movie I'd watched uh, yet. Um, uh, one question uh, that hasn't been answered yet, I don't know, but this movie definitely did not need a submarine, not realistic at all, and it was very tough to watch it because the CGI was god-awful. Uh, I'm going to come in and give it a 1.2. Wow, low, low, low. <laughs> yeah, right. I, did, I did not enjoy it at all. Dang. <laughs> all right. Well, no, thank you for answering uh, that because it is, as I mentioned, do, does this need a sub? What do you guys What do you guys think before I go? Um, I actually think it – I mean, it, it does a little bit. It could have gone got away with a glider again, I think, probably, either from the air or from the water. I did kind of like that this time they go from the water uh, yeah. to get I just needed a LA. device to get you on the island, so – yeah, yeah. So I, I, I kind of like that it had that. It would have been kind of funny if it was a full full scale submarine. That would have been funnier, but it's a little mini sub. It's fine. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I'm going to jump in here, guys. Uh, I'm going to be singing a little different tune than most of you guys. I <laughs> really enjoyed this movie. I don't know why. I thought it was – I thought, like, while the stuff looked bad – ish i don't know like it also had this certain style that really appealed to me i'm not sure why i really love kurt russell as snake i thought his character is just really 
really fun, just he a total is, yeah. badass. He's definitely a, the most positive from this movie. I think he's much mm-hmm. actually. I think it's a much more well developed character in this one than in the first one. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. I just I enjoyed it. The action scenes, the surfing, the hang gliding, dude, the basketball scene, all that shit was so ridiculous. So over the top, especially we didn't even, I mean, we went super long on the recap, but with the basketball scene, we didn't even really mention how much slow motion there was in that, which was incredible. But uh, we just, we just watched, as we'd mentioned last week, one of the greatest action movie stars um, of all time, Jackie Chan kicking ass and then to go to this and see the the fight scenes you know you're not getting anywhere close to the same type of stuff and did this need a sub absolutely it needed a sub because <laughs> we needed to watch it and i had never seen it and i thoroughly enjoyed it um but i'm not going to rate this above jackie chan's first strike because the action was not as good i gave that a six i'm gonna give this a 5.99 nice Ooh. all right all right should I get into some trivia? Let's do it. Yep. Oh, I'm going to be quick. So this film was in development for over 10 years. At one point, a script was commissioned in 1987, being written by screenwriter Coleman Luck with Dino De Laurinaitis's company producing. Carpenter later described the script as too light and too campy. So imagine what that one would have been. This one was the less light and less campy version of the story. Uh, in time, eventually Carpenter and Kurt Russell actually got together to write the screenplay together along with Deborah Hill, his longtime uh, collaborator. Um, and he said that basically Russell's persistence was the reason why the film was eventually made. Uh, he was a uh, – Snake Plissken was a character he loved and wanted to play again. And this is actually only Kurt Russell's only writing credit in his entire career. It's this film. And, nice. and And Carpenter said he wrote the entire end of the film apparently. Huh. This is the fifth, uh, and so far the final collaboration between Kurt Russell and John Carpenter. Uh, they worked together on a TV movie first for a TV movie called Elvis, and then Escape from New York in 1981, and then The Thing in 1982, and then Big Trouble in Little China in 1986. And he was paid $10 million to appear in this film. Huh. And then Carpenter said about this movie escape from la is better than the first movie 10 times better it's got more to it it's more mature it's got a lot more to it i think some people don't like it because they felt it was a remake not a sequel i suppose it's the old question of whether you like rio bravo or el dorado better they're essentially the same movie they both had their strengths and weaknesses i don't know you never know why a movie's going to make it or not people didn't want to see escape this time but they really didn't want to see the thing you just wait you got to give it a little while people will say you know what what was wrong with me? So well, he had a, he had I feel like that's a lot of his movies, right? Yeah, kind like, of. Yeah. They didn't do great, and then a lot of people like them. Well, you know it's interesting. I've, I've had time to stew on it. What was wrong with me, guys? I'm going to give this a nine. And there we go. <laughs> Clutch. <laughs> All right, changing your rating right now. <laughs> so they, but like, I, it is interesting that even he acknowledged that they said oh, it felt like a remake, not a sequel, and that's exactly how I felt. I was watching. I was just like. Jesus, it's it's he wasn't even trying to hide, and and maybe that was kind of the point that he was kind of remaking, and the idea was forever that the idea is circular, that always it's like you know someone like Snake kind of fighting against autocratic, you know American society a little bit, but I don't know, it's hard to tell. A uh, video game for the for the movie was planned but eventually canceled, probably because it was a giant bomb. Uh, 
Kurt Russell practiced playing basketball between scenes. He wanted to make sure all his shots were legitimate. He made all the shots purely on his own talent, even the full court one. That's what, that's according to IMDb. That's directly from their trivia. So, dude, they're making it clear. It's his talent. That's awesome. The film is known for having rather poorly produced CGI. It was due to the fact that the employees at the visual effects house, Buena Vista Visual Effects, had never dealt with computer graphics before and didn't really know how to achieve them properly. So that's why that- Not like they didn't have the budget for it. Right, I know. The budget for this was over $60 million, I think. Like $70 million in 1996. It's pretty good. Solid amount. All right, but 10 of it went to Kurt. Right, yeah. So John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars, made in 2001, and one of the uh, Hall of Fame members of uh, the Bad Movie Twins, badmovietwins.com, we inducted into the Hall of Fame. It is ridiculous. Even more ridiculous than this, if you can believe. Uh, and it was originally intended to be the third Snake Plissken film. And it was entitled Escape from Mars. But when Escape from LA did not do well at the box office, the screenplay was rewritten, and the character of Desolation Williams took Plissken's place as the lead. It was played by Ice Cube. Really? Yep. All right. Jeff Bridges was originally considered to play Snake Plissken, Escape from New York, but wasn't interested and turned it down. And it went to his good friend, Kurt Russell. He later worked with John Carpenter on Starman in 1984. And he got an Oscar nomination for that. Then it says, Kate Hudson auditioned for the role of Utopia. Now, this must have been in 1996 when it actually came into production. Because it also said that Kurt Russell wanted his wife, Goldie Hawn, not his wife, sorry, his girlfriend, Goldie Hawn, to play the role of Utopia. But that seems like crazy. I don't, I don't know if IMDb had their facts wrong or something, but like she's like six years older than he is. So even if it had been produced back when it was originally supposed to be, she would have been like 45 years old or something. Which seems a little old for the Utopia yeah, character. Yeah, for that character, yeah. Seems, seems a little crazy. But he was writing the script, so who knows? Maybe you would just sort of written it differently. You can do whatever you want. And then, okay, this was rather poorly received at the box office. It grossed only $25 million from about 2,300 theaters. In fact, in 1996, there was only six other films released to more theaters that grossed less. So over 2,300 theaters grossing less than $25 million. So what Dang. actors from those other box office bombs would have done well here? So what about Jean-Claude Van Damme, who was in Maximum Risk, that only grossed $14 million from more theaters? Well, it's obvious he would be a Snake Plissken character. He'd but be our Snake. Yeah. yeah. He's got mm-hmm. the bun. He's definitely got the buns for it. He's got the splits for days. So that's good. He could have been like a Cuervo Jones character, though. I actually, I, I do like that as a casting choice, that you have him be- Make him the bad guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Elijah Wood? He was in Flipper that had was released to more theaters, but only grossed twenty million dollars. So he would have been a child during this. I guess is Elijah Wood's kind of ageless. Oh, true. I mean, this is what ninety six. We're yeah. only like what five years away from Lord of the Rings, right? So he he's playing a ho- the- he could have been the Hobbit for sure in this movie. Uh, I'm right? thinking Map to the Stars, Eddie. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, Eddie. It would have been uh, definitely an interesting role for him to take, considering oh, he was releasing yeah. Flipper at the same time. He could have been like an you could have done that, like child. a kid driving around showing L.A. That actually Hills would have been off. fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Iggy Pop? He was in The Crow, City of Re- uh, City of Angels, uh, eighteen million dollars to more theaters. Iggy Pop. What's your favorite movie? The Crow. Peter Fonda's <laughs> character. <laughs> Oh, Iggy Pop. That's a good one, actually. That probably would have worked a lot better than Peter Fonda, which just seems like such a bizarre casting choice for that for that role. 
Yeah, Iggy Pop's like skinny as a rail. I think he'd look like a surfer and got the long hair and everything. Oh, here's a good one for Eddie. What about uh, what about Bill Murray? He was in Larger Than Life, released to more theaters, $8 million at the box office. Well, Bill Murray is obviously Ooh. mapped to the stars. Eddie. Yeah, that would have been a good, good role mm-hmm. for him. Maybe – uh, maybe Elijah Wood Dude. would have been the the president. That. <laughs> what if? All right. What if Bill? <laughs> yeah. What if Bill Murray was Hershey? Oh, interesting. Uh, what reverse. about uh, what about Bruce Willis? He was in Last Man Standing, released to more theaters, eighteen million dollars. Oh uh, man. Dude, but Bruce can't do the hair, man, like Kurt Russell can. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that's an understatement. Agreed. Uh, What about Ed Harris? So, in 1996, Ed Harris famously reprised his role in Keech and the Gang 2. You can't escape the Keech, right? So, like, I had talked a bunch about Keech and the Gang in previous episodes. I think this is my third episode mentioning Keech and the Gang. This was the sequel. So, Stacey Keech obviously reprised his role as his own father. Ed Harris, now he played Stacy Keach again, but also his entire lovable family who were all morbidly obese, right? So it was basically a bunch of zany characters, Ed Harris in fat person makeup. It's great. Hilarious. Everyone's like, he farts, he sings, he greases up that body, he lets it all hang out and prepare for the biggest comedy of the year. It's Keach and the Gang 2. You can't escape the Keach. It was released to 4,000 theaters, grossed $13. Wow. Yeah. That's it. Just one, me. One person saw it? Well, it was just me, mostly. I just went twice. Oh, okay. It was back in 19... Oh. You, you got to think of it like $1996. I went oh, twice. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously... Uh, Ed Harris. Who's Ed Harris. Actually, Ed Harris, if you were thinking of the Peter Fonda version of the thing, oh, Ed Harris funny. would make sense as the surfer. But I, you probably oh. are thinking of him in the Stacey Keach role. Hmm. I don't like him as the president. It's too. I don't like. I like my Ed Harris. What about, what about Ed Harris as the Surgeon General? Now you're kind of like, you're kind of like throwing makeup onto what is like a perfectly sculpted face. Like I don't. I don't like. True. That. Uh, okay. I want, you got to make right, sure his man. face is perfectly visible. And look at Keech. Keech also allows him to. The Keech role allows him to get a pony, ponytail going. Oh, that would be pretty good. Pretty good. And I don't know how many times. How many times do you think Ed Harris has had a ponytail in movies? Thirteen. Really? We think. Wow. Um, Yeah. No. I think that's season eleven ponytail movies. All right. Let's keep going. Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. So, appropriately, Kurt Russell is in a little film called Fate of the Furious, which may be important for this year's cycle. It might uh, just be. Keep that in mind. Uh, and so, I love moving through Fate because then I get to use Jason Statham, and he was in one of my least favorite films of all time, Mechanic Resurrection, which also has a submarine, but also Tommy Lee Jones. And Tommy Lee Jones is an under siege, and I've used that a million times for Phantom Zone. So you're good, man. Oh yeah, it's easy breezy from there. And just said the All state. Right, let's keep this. It was obviously What's the that? Meg. You can go back from the Meg too. I think I may have used Under Siege for the Meg, okay. or Mechanic Resurrection. I can't remember something like that. There you go, man. 
there you go. All right. I'm out. It's it's sub 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 world world wide wide wide. All right, I'm going to keep things quick here because I got a whole 2 hours of sleep last night and we are already over an hour 10 minutes on into this thing. So, in this movie, we did not have a sub for super long. I think total it was maybe 3 minutes on screen. Uh, and that's including like getting into it and working the controls, all that type of stuff. But it was super badass, super fast. And Snake was able to shoot out of the water and land this thing on like a section of freeway. Now, I decided what kind of sub can shoot out like this? What could go this fast? Wouldn't that be fun? So have you guys all seen online they have those killer whale looking submarine boats? Yeah, like sharks, they kind of look like a shark or like you said, a whale. They mm-hmm. bounce out of the water and go back, dive back in. Yes. Yeah, I know what you're so, talking about. Yeah. So I decided to do one of those uh, created by uh, Sea Breacher, uh, sold by Hamaker Schlemmer, which is some kind of like crazy sales company, all these goofy things based out of Illinois. So... Well, that was also kind of odd that they're selling these things in Illinois. But uh, we're going to do the killer whale one. Uh, For length, it is 17.25 feet long, 3.5 feet wide, not very wide, and 4.75 feet tall. For the engine, it has a 255 horsepower supercharged engine. And that engine, while on the surface... You can cruise along at 50 miles an hour. Hmm. While you're submerged, you can go 25. Wow, that's still pretty good. Yeah. The sub weighs 1,450 pounds. Oh, I could lift that. Yeah, easily. At least we, all of us together, we could definitely lift that sub. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't even throw any of our backs out. No. And you can, like I mentioned, you can shoot up out of the water with this thing. It's pretty impressive. You can jump up to 16 feet. <laughs> Wow. Which would, I mean, think about when you hit the water, man. It'd be pretty hardcore. I think your insides uh, so the, will turn to jelly, like all of your. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the inside is pretty cool, like the cockpit. It's got like controls that look like uh, levers that you're pulling to uh, move it. And you also have some foot pedals that help control it. It does include a four-point racing harness, so it'll keep you locked in. It has a 14-gallon gas tank. And it even has fins on it, like a killer whale would, so it can dive and roll easier. And this is the thing that I didn't know, because I'd I'd seen these things. I thought, oh my gosh, these are so cool. Like, wouldn't that be fun? The biggest limiting factor, I think, for me, would I ever come into the money to get one of these, is that the snorkel only allows you to dive five feet. That's it. So you're barely under the surface. And so, um, how much did it cost? Did you already mention how much it cost? Not yet. That's hmm. that's the end. I was um, gonna say if if it's if it's a lot of money, I want to go in more than five feet. Well, it's a, it's a decent chunk of money. Hmm. Um, and in the there's like a promotional video we'll post a link to. Uh, they say that if you dive under the five feet, the pressure will pop your ears. So you're gonna want to come back up. And the promo video is also awesome. It's just this thing whipping around a lake and just metal music the whole time but if you want to own one of these it will set you back one hundred thousand dollars 
I needed to go at least 100 feet. All right, start the Kickstarter. Let's Wait, do what's, it, what's the Kickstarter? Just give, I want to buy the submersible. Yeah, we we review it for the fans. I see. Okay, yeah, we want to review the submersible okay. on our podcast. Yeah. yeah. Nice. We can do that. That'd be good. I'm going to type in rental. I'm going to do a rental. Let's see. Let's see if we can rent one. We're probably pretty close to already buying a couple of them for the ad revenues we're making off of this. Like crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, Alex, you got anything for us tonight? Uh, I did, but it's not really news. But if you want to play the new stuff, go for it. Well, what the hell? What? I don't okay, know. The file, no. the right. file is, right. says okay. file cannot be found. Oh, All right, no. well, we'll just we'll just go on without right. it. That's fine. I got something for you, Alex. All right. All right. I'm liking it. There you go. Okay. So, uh, depending on when you guys listen to this, you may or may not have seen, but uh, uh, there's like a little meme going around where it's uh, a school cafeteria that's kind of cartoon-like and it's got a whole bunch of tables at it and different people are sitting at it and you got to pick who you'd want to sit there and eat with or whatever. So, I kind of decided uh, it'd be kind of fun for us to do it in a sub version. So, what I've done is... Uh, we've got six different subs with different uh, actors on it from movies that we have watched. Uh, and I want you guys to say which table you'd sit at and which one you wouldn't sit at. You don't have to go into why because I know we're already burning through a lot of time here. So, uh, sub number one, it will be the submersible from Life Aquatic. Uh, I know the boat was called Belafonte, but I don't know if the submersible had a name for it. But in that submersible, you can sit with Dolph Lundgren, Don Knotts, Bon Jovi, and they are serving chicken parm subs with mustard on it. Oh, Holy man. shit. Oh, okay. I see. Uh, yeah, first be I was gonna better say, ones yeah, than that? I thought you were going to say the cast. Of, and I was going to be like, you know what? I'm going to pass on the cast of Life Aquatic. I feel like there was like, a lot of drama in that movie. And it was pretty like sad at that point. Like someone had died. And I was going to be like, no thanks. But Dolph no, Lundgren and chicken parm subs with mustard? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Done so done that's yeah, – Oh, yeah. So, all right. Sub number two uh, would be the sub from below. I believe that was called USS Silversides. On that sub, you can sit with Kelsey Grammer, Dean Kane, and Mike Myers, and they are serving a tuna sub with jalapenos. Interesting. Oh, oh god. Sub number three, like we'll, uh, we'll do the uh, Typhoon class sub, which is similar to Hunt for Red October. And on board, you have Alan Arkin, Gerard Butler, and Krista Allen, and they are serving just a regular old turkey club. See, you're, what's funny is you have like the best some the one that submarine that I definitely want to get onto, and then <laughs> the rest of it is like uh, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> sub number four is the gold member sub. Um, on board has Harrison Ford, Bill Murray, Jurgen Prolk now the guy from uh, Das Boot, and I probably just butchered that name. And uh, they are serving the Philly cheesesteak. Oh shit! Wow. Put me on that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sub number five, uh, the Nautilus from. Uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. On there, you have Roger Moore, Brenda Black, and Julia Anderson. And they are <laughs> serving none other than the meatball sub. Mm. <laughs> Last but not least, the sub number six. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and uh, just use the U571. On board, you got Burt Lancaster, Gene Hackman, and then none other but Ed Harris. And for their wow. sub, you can only get a six-inch vegetable sub. Oh, man. Alex, none of them had David Duchovny? Nope. Wow. Put me on the one that I Look, said, the gold member one. There are a ton of 
people that I didn't add to this list that could have easily been on. I could have had 20 subs. Yeah, Rob easily. Schneider. <laughs> Rob Schneider. Where's Rob Jeff Schneider? Jeff Goldblum. Come mm. on. I know. I know. Mine's There's a lot gold of people. Member sub. Um, I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be joining Zach on that gold member sub. Okay. Because I think it's a you know basically all star cast right there to, jo- to join up with and <clears throat> Philly cheesesteak solid sub. Even though it's not my oh, favorite, yeah. I feel like you got spacious room, hanging with some pretty cool people, eating a delicious sub. I don't have to get like real cramped in that life aquatic submersible with Dolph Lundgren, who's like what six foot ten. Oh, yeah. Seven seven foot three, maybe? Seven foot eight, maybe? I don't know. He's huge. So <laughs> Yeah, I'd want to get Harrison Ford drunk. Uh, good, good idea. <laughs> He's probably getting high on his own, so. I would have to say uh tuna sub, probably top three sub for me. And jalapenos, my favorite like probably my favorite food. Put them together. Uh, you got me there. Plus, we're talking about Mike Myers, Kelsey Grammer, and Dean Kane. I think you said. And yeah. is this the Below submarine as well? Yes, correct. Uh, and oh. I famously gave Below the highest rating of anybody on the podcast. That's where <laughs> I'm call. at. Right. It's a grand, oh, you got the you got the grand man on there. That's pretty good. Dude, I you like had it. me at Don Knotts. Sub number <laughs> one. <laughs> All right. Is there any of them you would not want to be on? Mm. Like absolutely never ever think about going on. I'm not I'm not really keen on that vegetable submarine yeah, sandwich. Who, who's last the crew? I mean, vegetable subs. Ed, Ed Harris got, is Ed on Harris, there. So. Ed Harris is there. Yeah, Ed Harris, Burt Lancaster, and Gene Hackman. Ed Harris, I go, I Ed Harris is yeah, He's greasing himself up and he's going out those torpedo tubes and heading straight for. Let's be honest. He's heading over to our submarine. And getting some Philly cheese steak with yeah, us. There'd be no shortage of oil on those veggie subs. Mm-mm. That's for sure. <laughs> He's going to town on that oil and getting out of that t- torpedo tube. Alex, that was really creative. I like that. Did you think that all yourself? Uh, heck no. As I said at the beginning, <laughs> there's a little meme going around the internet. That's where I took it from. <laughs> how how did you uh, say you got the like the assortment? Did you just ran, roll a D20 or some shit? No, I should have done that. I just kind of went through, scrolled up and down on the submersion page to see like where I would stop at randomly. So then I would pick like the movie and then I'd scroll up and down again for like the sub and then picked an actor from each movie or whatever. Very cool. Yep. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Now, are you done? That's all I got. Yep. That was great. I loved it. All right, guys. Good night. All right. See ya. (laughs) I think that's about it. It's Two, not. three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. All right, guys. Throat. <laughs> uh, so before the podcast earlier today, I think it was around noon, I, I texted the group. I said, I'm going to have about a 20 to 30 minute <laughs> countdown. I said, plan accordingly. And. We did not, yeah. Of course, you guys spend an hour and 15 minutes on the recap. So, here we go. Buckle <laughs> up. Um, right. I have, I've put about 90 hours of work into this. Um, this was this is my magnum opus of countdowns. Uh, in fact, we're going to be counting up tonight. This is extremely special to me. I ain't joking. I want, I want full discussion. I know it's late. I know... Kyle's like, eh, I only slept two hours. Eh, I'm a new dad. Um, <laughs> it, it wasn't even the new dad part. It was the old dad part. 
The dog was coughing. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. coughing dog. All right, guys. Is that what you call your penis? It's going to be like a three-hour episode. I was coughing real hard last night. <laughs> guys, I hope we can still have fun with this. So, in the news, I'm not a big Marvel Comic Universe guy, but I don't know if you guys have heard of Kevin Feige, but he is the president of Marvel Enterprises, Kevin Feige. And he, unveil- he unveiled... Phase four. So I guess he made this big announcement of all the movies uh, that Marvel's working on, different heroes that they're going to be highlighting, yada, 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 you know, and they're going to do a whole nother, you know, Infinity War type deal, you know, uh, how, you know, how comic books work. Right. Yeah. It's like a new Thor and a new Doctor Strange and then like some newer films as well. Whatever. I'm going to peel back the curtain for all our submersion listeners. Submersion's going to have to end someday, and we've been talking. What? Uh, yeah, I know. Submersion has to end, but Mac East Studios goes on. I'm going to reveal phase two through 69. These are <laughs> <Wow>. every time <laughs> – These are every time we have promised a future season <laughs> on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> and there's some – it's participation. It's participatory. Uh, that's why I'm saying that we're peeling back the curtain. We're going to vote tonight and hammer it out because there's some – there's com- some confusion on what we're doing season two. There's some confusion on season three, what? four. I feel like season two is pretty clear. Uh, but I don't, okay. I don't no, know. No, it is not. I know exactly what it is. I think it's up in the air a little bit, Jamie. So we're going to figure it out tonight. So season one, submarine movies. We're in the thick of it. We got, I don't know, 2021 probably conclusion date at this point. If you kind of stretch it out. So we're going to need to be ready to roll with season two. You have promised us skate movies. Extreme sports movies, yeah. Train movies, no season two. Train Ooh. movies, get out of train here. Train movies, hell yeah. Point Break movies, oh sure, that makes sense. Geostorm, <laughs> wait, just Geostorm. Season season two Geostorm was was mm. promised, uh, I think, back in episode two, and mm. at, just tonight, basketball movies was added to season two. So what are we? Get, Did what I are say we doing? Season two for basketball? Oh no, I, I said I added that to the extreme sports. Let's just to be clear. I okay. just said I said <clears throat> you maybe said two it, basketball yeah. Dude, movies. I say trains. Trains is legit. Trains are is a good subgenre of film, and so I don't disagree with that any idea. Movie with the train. And I want to hear great. guys if there's anything you're excited about on any of these categories. Train movies. You're gonna have like what? Snowpiercer. Yeah, yeah. They got, got the one. new series coming movies. out. Unstoppable. Go- Goldeneye. Bam. Yeah, oh, nice. Oh, oh, Triple X Two: State of the Union. The old cold climax is on like a the president's train. Mm, What's that really? one movie? Three, two, one, Pellman or something? Oh, yeah, that's taking oh, a Pellman. One, two, three. I feel like that's a subway. Does yeah. that count? Isn't that a subway train? I think it all counts. Uh, source code. You got a train in there. That's true. A lot of train in source code. It, there's an Indiana Jones movie that's got a train in it. That's true. He falls, in, he falls into some snakes. Yes. Oh, dude, think about the westerns we get to watch with trains. All right. Oh, that's right. Once upon a time in uh, uh, Once upon a time in the West, and then uh, 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 Wow Wow West. There's a whole train in that thing. Oh, oh that is oh, yeah. three ten okay. to Yuma. Yeah. Three ten to Yuma is a good one. Good one. Oh, yeah. yeah. What about what about trams? Like, does this include anything like that? What about those things where you like <laughs> pump the thing up and down, and you're doing it like more manual, but you're just oh, on the train, like an old mine cart or something? Yeah. Like, oh, that's so. Oh, brother, oh, where art oh, thou? brother, where art thou? What about the general? Jinx. The general. 
was uh, with, uh, what's his name? Buster Keaton. It's like one of the most famous movies of all time. All about a train. All right. The titular general. <laughs> okay, I think I'm, I'm going to vote train. train. I'm just going to say it. Train. I We're going to run, gonna, tra- gonna run go, train through that season. I'm going to go. I'm still going to go extreme <laughs> sports because I love uh, extreme sports movies. So I'm sorry, guys. So it's two to one. Kyle, okay. swing vote. Oh, man. I don't know. Seriously, Kyle? It's train. Dude, train movies <laughs> do sound pretty great. I don't know. Train sounds really Damn great. It, that's actually. the right answer. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go train movies as well. We're going to have to relegate extreme sports. We've been talking it up all these all these days, but uh, I think extreme like sports is in relegation. We've talked about that one the most. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we talked about it a lot. But I think we just vote it down. <laughs> I'm going to start a rival uh, podcast. <laughs> just extreme sports. <laughs> you do that, Jamie. Bring it on. Train movies going to blow you away. Mac West Studios. Mac West. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to keep it moving a little bit here. Season three, guys. Season on the rocks, the rock movies. Nice. But there's some contention here or dinosaur movies. Oh, dinosaur movies. Come on. Oh, rock. Are you kidding me? Dinosaur movies has so many good things in it. Carnosaur, all the Jurassic Park films, uh, Sound of Thunder. uh, That one where Ryan Reynolds' brain gets transplanted into a dinosaur. Real movie. Rock. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go dinosaur movies on this. I think I'm gonna get burned out on watching The Rock. Remember that? Remember that movie where like there was tiny little dinosaurs? They were real tiny. Oh yeah, prehistoria. Dinosaurs in the closet. I don't know. Indian in the cupboard. Are there any dinosaurs (laughs) in there? Dinosaurs in the cupboard. That's it. The land before time. I, I'm going to vote dinosaurs. Yeah, right. same here, man. Here dinosaurs. Yes. Dinosaur I get one of these. Right. I'm, I'm done after season like, two. When Brown was like, you get a little burnout on the rock. It was like, yeah, if we watched like 50 rock films, we'd be like, what are we doing? I could not get burnout on it. <laughs> Zach, we does, we, remember, we're talking about Dwayne. movies, he does that, The Eyebrow. Oh. Like, I, thought you were ta- I thought you were just talking about we just watched The Rock over and over again, starring Nick Cage. <laughs> oh, hey, that, came, that came out in 96. <laughs> All right. Cool. Damn it. What? Are you, you jotting these down somewhere? so we, I'm, we I'm know jotting what them down. we're doing? Uh, okay, yep. great. Season one, submarine movies. Season two, train movies. Season three, dinosaur movies. <laughs> Relegating season on the rocks. We'll, we'll, we, we have some uh, blank spots in here. and we, We'll, we'll okay. fill these well, in. Extreme sports is filling in that first ex- empty spot. Okay. <laughs> it's coming up. Uh, season four, though, there's some contention here. Fire movies. None nice. movies. Suck oh, this. Yeah, none. Yeah, the none, none movies. None movies. Suck yeah. this. Vacuum movies. And uh, <laughs> I, I do remember talking about that. Yeah, yeah. there are some vacuum, vacuum movies. Yeah, yeah. The Brave That's Little Toaster. And Crane movies. Uh, oh, oh, yes. All right. <sighs> okay. There's a movie with a crane and the rock in it, so I'll go Crane. Fire I'm movies. Crane. None movies. Suck this or Crane movies. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to have to go nun movies. I'm going to be the outlier here. I got to get some nuns. Let's do it. I'm voting suck this. I'm going to vote. Wow. Uh, I'm, we're going to have to have the audience tie break this one. I'm going to go nun movies as well. I, I watched that clip of uh, Sister Act last week. Sister and I'm, Act, I'm yeah. I'm kind of amped for some yeah. nun movies. There's some good ones out there. So we'll have All to, right. we'll have to yeah, leave that sound one. Sound of music, uh, those. Yeah. Well, Saving Silverman. Kyle, you got a, You were the one who voted outside the norm. You tie break this one. None movies no. or crane movies. We can Dude, leave that I'm one up to the audience. Movies. <laughs> Get out of here. 
or they could side with me, and then we're at a push. Okay. They can't sign okay. with you. It's a tiebreaker. You're not tied. If if uh, if we the audience be. pushes, then who's the tiebreaker? Let's agree on that. <sighs> we will write. Wait, what's the one that no one wrote? For? <laughs> we'll write fire the movies. governor of Wyoming. Oh, so so if no if it's a push, then it goes it reverts to fire movies, and no one's happy. How about that? <laughs> okay, so we're just giving right. miserable that, that okay. season. <laughs> All right. We're just I'll have pissed. to write that one down. That one's not as easy to just <laughs> jot down here. And here we are, fucking fire movies episode. <laughs> Thanks, <30. Vans. laughs> yeah. There's really fire in it. a ton of movies. Backdraft. <laughs> season would backdraft, never. Backdraft, yeah. Just backdraft all the time, all day, every day. <laughs> We're just all 60 years old. Season <laughs> five. Fire movie. Season five, uh, there is a challenge here as well. Bowling movies or Full Metal Jacket Trivia Night. Okay. <laughs> That's just okay. one night. Let me jump in here real quick. I'm going to vote bowling and I'll yeah. be right back. Yeah, bow- bowling movie as well. Yeah. All right, yeah. Same here. Bowling. Bowling, bowling, bowling for sure. movies. Bowling movies wins. So that means we have to relegate Full Metal Jacket Trivia Night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll find a spot for it. Season six, no challengers here. This is Dick Cast, Moby Dick movies. Oh, very oh, nice. Yeah. There's, a lot, yeah. Of, there's right. a lot of them, I think, probably. A season full of dick. Season seven is our first blank spot, so we will have to relegate, uh, or take, rather, one of our relegated movies and play, uh, seasons and put it in here. We can do extreme that sports, at a later date. Extreme sports. Extreme, yeah, the extreme sports. <laughs> we want to put extreme sports <laughs> right, in there? So, <laughs> yeah. I think we definitely talk about that the most. <laughs> You think how many years we've been doing submersion already when we finally get around to season seven? Yeah. Kyle, and Kyle, by oh. that time, we might even get Red Snow. Oh, my God. We've been trying. That's ma- that's the biggest holdup, honestly, on that. Season eight, guys. I'm excited for this one. Very excited. Thing cast. Season dedicated nice. to John, Cap- John Carpenter's The Thing. Appropriate. Yeah. We just yeah, watched The Thing. Mm-hmm. Season nine. I just sent you that board game, man. I was trying. The thing has a board game. Yeah, I played on, it. My brother has it. It's on eBay, but it's so stupid expensive to get it. Yeah, because it was a limited edition. So my my brother was on the Kickstarter for it, and so he got a copy. Oh, this was I thought made in the eighties, or is this a new? No, one? No, no, no. This is a new one. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. All right. Season nine is uncontested. Fictional Greek period pieces. Really? Oh, so like Clash of the Titans and stuff? <laughs> and three we times. literally <laughs> okay, come back. said that stuff? Those yeah, words came out of our mouths? It doesn't sound like us at all. That one was me. This is one of the few that I added to this list. That was when I was making all of the uh, Matthew McConaughey movies we needed. Um, and I, I created okay. 900, and it was an <laughs> army of basically Spartan McConaughey's, and I said that would be great for season nine fictional Greek period pieces. Very what good. are we okay. up to? Season nine. nine. Okay, cool. Let's keep going. Season ten. We got a challenge here: boxing movies or basketball movies. Oh wow! Why don't we combine it? Why don't we just do both? Movies that have both boxing and basketball in it. No, that they have either <clears throat> or and. I guess. No way, man. We probably got a lot of blank spots to fill up. <laughs> oh, good call. Uh, yeah, that's true. So we got to choose one of them. Uh, dude, I say basketball. Basketball is much better. All right. Basketball. I'm going to go basketball as well. We'll move boxing. I feel like there's probably already a boxing movie podcast. 
Don't give anyone an idea. Yeah, we'll just be a little late to the party. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we could be a little late to the party. Uh, season 11, this was mentioned tonight. New edition ponytail movies. Nice. <laughs> I'm happy with that one. That's where major motion picture stars have ponytails. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of um, Steven Seagal. <laughs> True. Yeah. It will be. Man Season 12, we've got a scrap to break up here between Soap Opera Digest Awards podcast and <laughs> Friday the 13th cast. Oh. Well, Friday the 13th cast almost certainly exists. Soap <laughs> Opera Digest cast, I don't think does. So we'd be the first on the scene. We could always uh, move Friday the 13th cast from season 12 to season 13. Good call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. We'll give the we'll give the win to Soap Opera Digest Awards. I'm glad you're keeping track of this. I am. It's important because we will definitely get there. And do you 2042. have written down what episodes these came from? <laughs> I do not. Uh, actually, oh, I, do, okay. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Uh, it's in a different document, though. Uh, it's got okay. a huge mess of stuff and notes and stuff, though. So <laughs> I bet I'd have to organize it. Uh, season 14. Is the Cure for Insomnia podcast? Uh, Jamie proposed that we break down the 87 hour long art film we discussed into 87 episodes. That's a good one, actually. I like that one. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's unique and actually probably deserves its own podcast. Yes. Season 15. Is a blank. We'll we'll fill that in at some point. Keeping it moving here. Season 16 is Koala Cast. Koala movies. Oh, that was from last week, wasn't it? Uh, it was pretty recent. Yeah, I think yes. it was the first. Yeah, it was. Yeah. first yeah. Yeah. I don't even think I don't even think that one's out for the listeners yet. Oh, so oh. well. Well, now, well, I guess when they're listening to this the one, it will be out. Season seventeen is a blank. Season eighteen, Civil War movies. Oh, that's fun. I like Civil War movies. That would be good. We could learn a whole bunch. I'd have a whole section where it'd be like, what did we learn from this movie? <laughs> you know what? Thing that we learned be from fun. the last movie. What? what? <laughs> I'd have to I'd have to reintegrate myself as the brain rather than the ointment because it will not be topical. The Civil War is not topical. <laughs> no, it is not. No. Um, we are going to jump all the way to season thirty before we hit another uh, mention here. Uh, but Jamie promised Sister Act cast. Oh, good one. So it's going to be a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, now we should, so, we, You know what? We nuns, break, yeah. yeah, break that tie with the nuns. We got it over here with Sister Act cast. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll give it to Crane Movies. Crane movies for that one. All right. Crane movies it is. And lastly, oh. season 69, racist movies. That's a good one. It's just Soul Man over and over again. That's fantastic. Well, that, and I did get White, White Comanche Apache on VHS. Yeah. Oh, White Comanche. That's a good one. I got I think that movie just... for 11 cents. What was the movie? I was just looking at a movie where I was like, this movie's super racist. I'm forgetting it now. That's too bad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is phase two through 69. Wow. We're going to be Incredible, busy. man. Good job, Ben. Thanks, guys. Over 90 hours. <laughs> Holy smokes, dude. Wow. That's crazy. Wait, that's that's it was fun. That was fun uh, chatting with you guys Wait, about this. That's how long this episode we've been recording? 90 hours? <laughs> that's what yes. it feels like, right? Hi, <laughs> Zach. Put us out of our misery. <laughs> oh my God! Okay. <laughs> Zach facts. It's Zach facts. When you're going down, get some Zach facts. When you're going down.
Snake. <laughs> nice. My name's Snake. Wow. This is Snake. Yeah. It's snake. Liquid Snake. <laughs> nice. Deep throat. Oh. That deep throat's a real enigma. The informant from the Watergate scandal. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we were on Zach Facts for this long episode, if you're still listening. Uh, oh, they're here. Uh, okay. They're long gone. Prepare. <laughs> prepare for this good stuff. Okay. Um, first, Zach Fact number one, Bruce Campbell's wife, Ida, loved his makeup so much, they turned it into a mask that she wears frequently. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so he just walks out, sees her in the, like, wherever in the house, and she's like, what the fuck is that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fact number two. Steve Buscemi had an idea to switch characters with Kurt Russell midway through the film, but he never told anyone. <laughs> oh, interesting. So he just he just kind of thought it. Uh, yeah. Just, he just had the idea to do it. He didn't act yeah. on it though. Oh man, wouldn't that be good? Yeah. It reminds me of a uh, Lethal Weapon Five, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's exactly it. <laughs> Why don't you go suck an egg? <laughs> Fact number three. Kurt Russell spent a week learning to surf, even though the director told him he didn't need to. <laughs> I believe. Way to go. Man. Right? Yeah. And Based then, on those basketball scenes and all that. And, and then Kurt Russell spent a week learning to hang glide, even though he didn't need to. However, Kurt Russell, he refused to learn how to see out of one eye. So the eye patch was see-through. <laughs> that is actually a true fact, by the way. I don't, did you use that because it was oh, real? Shit. Is it? Yeah, he had a, his eye patch was see-through because it would give him headaches if he had to look out one eye the whole time. <laughs> no, oh, shit. He finally got one that's real. <laughs> Damn. Damn. What do they say about monkeys in Shakespeare or something? If, you, if monkeys uh, type long if, enough, if you give a monkey a, uh, a typewriter, typewriter, it will eventually type a Shakespearean play in, in an infinite period of time. Congratulations, Zach! You just typed Shakespeare. Yep. <laughs> totally careless. <laughs> that was totally careless. <laughs> Why don't you stop playing dumb? <laughs> okay. Um, and the last Zach fact is. Escape from L.A. is the highest grossing film titled Escape from L.A. Wow. <laughs> Until they remake it. Do you know they're actually remaking Escape from New York? Really? Yeah, the guy who made yeah. Yeah. And for all the listeners out there, I was playing Metal Gear Solid soundboard all night because Solid Snake yeah. is based on Snake Plissken. I finally got it when the guy said liquid snake. I was like, oh. <laughs> that was like two minutes ago. Exactly. <laughs> well, I didn't say anything. I just thought it. <laughs> here's my little trivia to end this. In Metal Gear Solid 2, um, Solid Snake goes by the name Iroquois Pliskin, with Iroquois meaning snake, snake Pliskin, and there it is. There huh. it is. All right. There it is. Good job, Zach. Good job, guys. Thanks, man. Yeah, oh, man. That'd be good, Kyle. All right, should we start the recap of uh, Escape from New York? Yeah, I think we should. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to Submersion. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating on iTunes. 